0: Hi, I'm Lourdes Ortiz. This is the Unveil the Leader podcast. We all know a successful leader, someone that we admire and respect. Maybe you are a leader. And if you are, what kind of leader are you? Find out what moves you to do what you do and what stops you. Let's get started. Welcome to our podcast. I am pleased to introduce to you a good friend of mine, someone that I admire and respect for his leadership ability. He's a professor. He has been teaching elementary school for 33 years. And today I found out that he started cycling just six years ago. And you are going to find out what he has done in these six years. Here is an example of a leader. Let's find out what kind of leader he is.
1: Thank you, Lourdes. It's good to be here. It's good to be chatting with you. And uh, I'm excited about the podcast that you've been doing. You've been doing an excellent job, and uh, it's an honor to be here chatting with you.
0: Thank you, Skip. I'm glad you accepted the invitation. So tell me, how did you get started in cycling?
1: Uh, I had a, a running coach that uh, got me into running years and years and years ago, got me through my first half marathon then, uh, through my first marathon, Bob Gomez, you know him from, uh, pace running, running store. And, uh, he just spurred the moment, said, Hey, I want to do a uh, century. And I said, what's a century? So that's oh, a hundred mile bike, ride. Oh, I could never bike for a hundred miles. I said, sure you can. We'll train for it. Uh, we were looking at doing the ride the coast century, uh, that starts in Oceanside rides down to Torrey Pines and back twice. And, uh, he started, uh, Getting us out, doing 20 miles and 40 miles and 50, then 70, and eventually got us through uh, our first century. We finished it together and uh, said, Okay, that's one of those bucket list things. I'm done. Uh, but of course, you're never done when you think you're done. Uh, I remember Lorraine Gersitz, who uh, I knew from the Snail Space Running Club, and she said, Okay, you got a century done. You need to do another one. We're going to be riding uh, Palm Springs. That's always right around Valentine's Day. She said, why don't you come and join us? Wow. So uh, she got me out there to do my second century.
0: So this is how far later?
1: Uh, let's see. 2014, that was my first uh, century on an old 1989 Trek 1000 10-speed uh, that I had taken out. And uh, decided, okay, this, this bike's old. The technology's so much better now. Uh, So I did eventually get myself a a new Cannondale, uh, actually a 2015 model, at uh, Black Friday of 2014, uh, and that was a world of difference. Okay. And uh, that was 2014, then Lorraine says, hey, let's go do the 2015 uh, Tour de Palm Springs. I rode with her and several of her friends and uh, she was making me a little nervous because she was saying how windy it could be that the previous year that the police were out there directing traffic with uh, goggles on to protect their eyes from the sand. So I had expected uh, a big sandstorm as we were riding through this, but it was actually a very pleasant ride. Uh, Beautiful parts of the desert to ride through and certainly some beautiful architecture and uh, beautiful mountains nearby. So that was a kick.
0: And wow! Got me to do my so second one. that was Lorraine, the one that introduced you to all right. of that. Right. Yes. Very good. So then you finish your uh, your century, and at what point did you say I'm ready for the next level?
1: Uh, it was just taking it from one century to the next. I said, "Okay, what's what's next?" And I can't remember what our third century was, but I started hanging out with uh, more cyclists than runners. I'd been a runner at the time, and uh, the knees were starting to give me issues. And also with my left foot, I had a bit of a plantar fasciitis issue, and it certainly is a lot easier on the body to ride a bike than it is to go and run. Uh, About, I think it's 3.8 miles of running equals one mile of, I'm sorry, 3.8 miles of cycling equals one mile of running. So you don't quite get the return, but it still is a pretty good workout. And the beauty of it is you get to see a lot more scenery. There's plenty of beautiful scenery in Southern California.
0: So I can see that you are someone determined that if you have an obstacle, you will figure out how to overcome it and get through.
1: With the right advice. That's the beauty of Southern California is we have beautiful weather all the time. And you've got a lot of people that are into uh, different outdoor sports. And you find the right people to get information from. And everybody's very supportive of each other. And is always excited to see a new writer go and join them. So that's a kick as well.
0: I can see that. So determination, finding the right team, get the right support, and stretch yourself. Right. To go to the next level. Right. Those are qualities of a great leader. So Thank now you. tell me about team playing. You have been writing for a few years. Who has been a team player that you admire and respect and why?
1: Uh, Certainly, John Ducreek would be one of them. He's an older gentleman that has been riding for years and years and years. He is a retired Arco tank truck driver, Uh, so he delivered fuel all over Southern California. Because of that, he knows a lot of the back roads and back streets and uh, how to cover a lot of miles safely, avoiding a lot of traffic. Uh, He has a very dry sense of humor. Uh, He certainly is very supportive of getting uh, a group out, and riding, He's, he knows where to turn and when to turn. He's memorized a lot of uh, roads and courses. And I can't believe how he says, okay, this is about four miles down the road. We're going to hang a left. And he is pretty accurate every time. This is going to be a 50-mile ride. And it might be a 48.7-mile ride or a 50.3 ride. He, is, he really knows the area. He's very supportive and um, knows when to speed up, knows when to slow down. Uh, tries to keep the group together, and that's impressive.
0: So, John DeCreek, this is someone you admire and respect just as much as I do. Mm -hmm. John DeCreek has the knowledge, is very considerate, he communicates with the team, he knows when to slow down and when to uh, speed up. Right. As you can see, those are qualities that are not easy to have, but we are—we both admire John the
1: Yes, he's definitely. the one
0: that I definitely look forward. Mm-hmm. When I have a question, I know who to go, and I know I'm going to get the answer. Right. In what ways has he personally helped you?
1: Um, getting us out, getting us out together, and as I said earlier, he knows the course. Uh, he will vary the course. Uh, he knows how to get up into the mountains. He knows how to get us out to the beach. He's taken us three or four times out to Palos Verdes, uh, my old stomping grounds from high school, and uh, knows the safe way to get there and the safe way to get back. And that those are, are very helpful qualities, especially on a bike, because a bike versus a car, you're going to lose every time, whether you have the right of way or not. So it's cool to ride with somebody who knows how to cover a lot of miles safely?
0: It's, uh, that gives you such a uh, comfort. Yes. And a sense of uh, trust.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Being able to be out there, far away, not knowing where you are, but you know that you are safe.
1: Yes. You know you're going to get out there and you're going to make your way back.
0: And have fun.
1: Yes. Have fun riders to ride with.
0: I also admire Jan because of the way he handles the unexpected. Yes. Have you noticed that?
1: Yes. Um, he's probably seen just about anything that can go right or go wrong on a bike, so it's not a surprise to him. And because he's got that confidence, you feel safe riding with him.
0: And I also noticed how he knows how to deal with the negativity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there is always someone that is more positive and more negative in the team. Right. But he knows how to balance it. Yes. Have you noticed that?
1: Yes. And he knows how to uh, turn that situation around. And that is a real skill of a leader.
0: Yes. And, and his sense of humor.
1: Yes. And that's a, real, that's a real tool that he uses. And it is also helpful to deal with negative people. You throw in a little bit of sense of humor and uh, that can turn a tough situation around. And he's very good with that.
0: Definitely. It's a blessing having uh, someone that you can follow
1: mm-hmm.
0: and someone that you can respect, right? And I noticed that when we ride with him, we don't even question,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we just follow. Yes, what a wonderful quality, right? Definitely a leader that you respect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. So, now you were talking about team players, you were mentioning to me about someone that you also find very helpful and positive in cycling, yes. Who is
1: that person? Uh, Selena Nordberg is one of them. Uh, Selena Nordberg is a small powerhouse, uh, very you strong. Mean powerhouse? She, uh, she keeps going and going and going. She's a very strong writer. She will not leave you in the dust. She'll stick with you. Um, if you need to be pulled, she'll pull. She is one of the most positive people I have ever met. She's always positive. Great person to be around, very supportive. She is a phenomenal rider, phenomenal runner, and is also uh, modest. She's not a, a braggart. You have to kind of push her a little bit to find out, okay, what did she do? Oh, I finished this in such and such time, and you think in your head, my gosh, that is a phenomenal time, or she's gonna go and run a 50-miler, or she's gonna go run a 70-miler, or she's going to do a 100-mile the, the Western States race, She's real excited about doing that, and I would not be excited about running 100 miles, but she's going to do it, and uh, I'm sure she, I'm sure she'll do very well.
0: Now, she's a triathlete as well. Yes. So you can be cycling, you can be running, you can be swimming, swimming. Mm-hmm. and Selena will be there. Yes. But the most that I admire about Selena is her positive attitude. Yes. Always finds...
1: And that's contagious.
0: It is contagious. She makes the you, rides fun. Yeah. No matter what.
1: Yes. And, and she makes it you might it be easy. dealing with rain or dealing with traffic or whatever, and she's still very positive about it. And you think, I'd, I'd like to gripe about the rain, but I don't think I will because I'm listening to Selena say, oh, we made it through that, and look the look at how beautiful the clouds are over there. We see blue sky, and I'm riding in the middle of rain. And I think I'm not going to gripe about it because she's noticing all the beauty. She is right. It's a beautiful day over there, and eventually we'll be there. This rain will not last forever. This hill will not last forever. And she's always thinking about what's next, what's positive, that's next.
0: Sometimes we are struggling. We are in pain, and just listening to the positive comments that she makes just just makes your pain go away. That's definitely amazing.
1: or certainly takes your mind off of it.
0: Definitely does.
1: Legs still hurt, but you go, this is going to end at some point in time. And you you know, the, the pain is temporary, as they say, but the, the pride is forever.
0: Have you noticed that even when uh, there are times when she is having a physical problem, maybe she had an injury and she's recovering from an injury? how she finds the way to still train and not miss those training days.
1: Yes, she finds a way either to compensate one way or another. If if she's hurting from running, she'll go swim uh, or she'll go cycle or if she's got a knee injury, she'll take it easy and do something else. She's been, I, I guess it's mainly because she's done so many events that uh, she knows where to go from here. And some of us would throw our hands up in the air and say, oh, I'm done uh, it's easy to be negative on ourselves, but if you listen to how positive Selena is, it can turn things around.
0: And she's Very a helpful. mother. She's a wife. Yes. And she has the way to balance yes family and sports right and her social life yes. That's admirable. she's
1: there for her kids. She's there for her husband, and because they see that, they're also there for her. She's got plenty of events that she participates in. And there's some of them, they'll go and run together. They'll go run a 5K or a 10K together. And her college age kids are there with her. Her husband's there with her. And uh, they're a great family to hang out with. It's,
0: it's such a wonderful family. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. I admire them all. So Selena is positive, supportive, modest, mm-hmm. and disciplined. Yes. Wonderful personality.
1: And she'll she'll get you out there, she'll say, Well, there's a few hills and when Selena says there's a few hills, you know, they're probably gonna be some steep hills. It's always more than you bargain for. But if you knew exactly what you were going to face, you probably would say, ah, I think I'll pass on that. But she gets you out there, she'd get you through it, and you say, Wow, I did I did four thousand feet of climbing today and I would not have done that on my own. If she would have told me ahead of time, we got four thousand feet of climbing in this ride we're doing. Uh, I might say, well, I think I'll ride to the beach instead. So sometimes it's what you don't know that gets you out there. And you suffer, but you make it. And you say, well, I didn't think I could do that, but I did. Because I rode with somebody who's done it before. And gives you just enough information to get you out there. And get you to do things you wouldn't normally do on your own.
0: Right. But you know, uh, Skip, you have the ability to appreciate those qualities in somebody. And it takes a leader... also appreciate people's skills and people's personality and values. And as somebody that I noticed that in you, you bring the group together. Thank you. You figured out how to spice up the the celebration, whether it is with your pictures or with your um, sense of humor or connecting the members of the team. So those are qualities that I also believe are very important in any great leader.
1: Thank you.
0: So now, you are so been cycling in this last six years that you started. Basically, you started six years ago and you not only have done 100 miles, but you also have done 200 mile bike rides. And I'm talking about that in the last year, you did five double centuries. Right. And I'm talking about 1,000 miles in five years. Wow.
1: And you take that a mile at a time, sometimes, depending on the hill. And uh, it takes people that you can trust uh, to get you out there to do a 200-mile bike ride. Uh, Richard Torelli was one of them that talked me into doing my first one three years ago in the middle of the summer. And uh, you know, I said, why don't you come and do a double? You've done a century before. And I said, double, that's 200 miles. It's hard enough doing a century. I said, no, no, you'll, you'll do fine. We'll get you out there. There's great people to ride with. Um, and you find that out with elite athletes is, what you find out with them is that they are all very, very supportive of each other. It's an elite club and they welcome all kinds of members. It's not exclusive. Oh, it's your first double. I remember when I did my first double. Here, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. There's a steep hill coming up, but it'll be over soon. Uh, They're all very, very positive. So Richard got me out for my first double. And I found other people to ride with as well at the same time on the same ride that were also very supportive and got me through it. I said, your goal is to make it to the next sag stop. That's a sag stands for support and gear. So that's the goal. We're going to ride 35 miles, and then you'll fuel up. Then we'll ride another 35 or 40 miles. Then we got lunch, and you're just going to take it from one sag stop to the next, and that made a world of difference.
0: So that means when you are riding, you're not going to be thinking, oh, I'm going to do 200 miles.
1: You're not thinking, I've I've got 10 miles in, and I've got 190 to go.
0: That's That's a negative way of thinking. That's negative, yeah. Okay, so the best way to do this is say that again so that I can have a clear understanding.
1: Your, your goal is to make it to the next fueling station, the sag stop, uh, and your friends will tell you, okay, we've got a nice flat ride here for the next 35 miles. After that, There's a few rolling hills. Now, there might be a lot of rolling hills, but they'll tell you there's a few. And maybe one or two will be a bit of a climb. There's there's one that's like a two-mile climb. They'll usually be honest with you with the mileage, but they won't necessarily tell you how many feet of climbing you're going to do. Because if you think about that, you'll worry about it, and it will make for a miserable ride. So they only give you enough information to keep you moving to the next sag stop. Because they were there. They've done this course before, and they remember the first time they did it. So
0: anytime we want to do a project, we need to look at a piece at a time. Yes. Otherwise, we get overwhelmed. Yes. One bite at a time. Yes. And we'll get there.
1: One that you can do. I've got enough energy to ride 35 miles. Then I'm going to fuel up. And it might take 20 or 30 minutes for what you've just fueled up with to kick in. But you will be able to make it to the next sag stop. And you, you repeat that five times, five or six times, and you've got 200 miles done.
0: So now what's important in a ride like this one? When you are doing a 200-mile bike ride, what is one of the most important aspects that you need to take in consideration?
1: Uh, take it one sag stop at a time. And also to make sure that you have gotten enough miles in before you go to do it, people will tell you that have done it before. You need to get in three weeks before you need to get in a hundred miles total uh... two weeks in uh, two weeks before the the ride you've got you've got to get in a hundred mile ride somewhere don't have to ride it fast same thing with running if you're training for a marathon you do not need to train fast you just need to get the miles in and sometimes it's actually better to be longer in the saddle because then you know that you can do. I can ride eight eight hours. I can ride 10 hours. I can ride 12 hours. We're taking our time. We're not trying to break any records. Um, You also need to, while you're riding, know what to put in your body. When you reach the next sag stop, if you've got experienced riders with you, they will tell you. There's two different choices of powders here. We're not trying to break any records in speed, so you need a powder that's going to be a slow burn. So they'll recommend one over another when you have the choices there. Or they'll say, uh, you need some more potassium. You're going to eat two half of the halves of the bananas. You might not feel like you need to eat, but you will burn this up. You've got to make sure you have enough fuel to ride the 35 miles and you keep hydrated, keep drinking the water. By the time we reach the next sag stop, your water should be empty. If you wait until you're thirsty to drink, it's too late. Same thing with running.
0: So now what kind of uh, meals do you have besides the powder?
1: Uh, they've got a variety of fruit out, uh, definitely bananas, uh, oranges, cut-up oranges, um, fig bars, granola bars sometimes. How
0: about sandwiches?
1: Uh, definitely for lunch. They've got lunch out there. They've got sandwiches. Um, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are great because you're getting protein from the peanuts, uh, peanut butter. Uh, some sugar as well. Um, they might have cookies. You might feel like, okay, I need some, some quick burn cookies. So they've got a lot of chocolate chip cookies out, uh, Chips Ahoy or Oreos or whatever. Um, so, yeah, you need to make sure that you're replacing those, both the fast burn calories and the slow burn as well. A few days before, you're uh, doing uh, maybe a pasta meal only because it's easier to process and digest and burn.
0: So is it appropriate to stra- stop and stretch or is that a good idea? Uh,
1: sure especially when you're halfway done you've got to make sure that you're not going to cramp up so you're definitely doing enough salt there might be pretzels there you might need to even take salt tablets uh, I've been using a um, supplement uh, and and, and Duralite I believe it is. Um, from Hammer? Yes, yeah. And um, I find three of those per sag stop uh, keeps me from cramping up. So
0: three of those every 45 miles? Yeah. Okay. And then also Perpetrum, which is from yeah. Hammer as well.
1: Exactly, because that's a slow burn powder that works well for me.
0: And I believe that's carbs and protein as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, it depends on the individual, because some individuals may not be able to digest that type of uh, right. powder, so there may, there may be other alternatives.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's several out there, and some are known to be easy to digest. And if you've got a sensitive stomach, that's definitely the way to go. And you talk to other people, you find people with similar uh, metabolisms that you have, and you say, what works for you? This works, try it. Um, and if you find something that works, stick with it. Don't experiment. That's what I didn't uh, complete a century because I uh, actually double century because I had switched to something that I saw at Costco. that got fairly good reviews online and I thought, okay, I'll use this with my next ride. And that I got 123 miles in and I had to quit. Wow. Should have stuck with what I knew and what worked for me. So
0: never... Try something new on a race.
1: On a, on a long ride. If you want to try it on a 50-miler, okay, this works great. Or try it on a, a Century, that's okay. Because you can always muscle through or power through. But if you're trying to last 14, 15, 17 hours, you need something that you know works for you.
0: And this applies to also clothes. If You must oh, be yeah. comfortable. Yes. And not wear something that you Don't have not Don't try
1: never... a brand new a new kit or uh, a new jacket. Um, if you're expecting the weather to change, you want to use a rain jacket or uh, a warm jacket that you've worn before or is of similar material because um, if you overheat, you're going to have problems.
0: So you bring a change of clothes just in case?
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, I've got a, a, a kind of a long bag that sits under the saddle where I can keep an extra jacket or two. Uh, and I've also learned just from my last century, it's a good idea to have another pair of gloves because I had, because it was so, so rainy, I had soaked my gloves and uh, I looked like I was swimming in a pool. You know, you get the wrinkles, wrinkles in your hand. Oh my God. And you, it's, it'd be a good idea. So next time I know I need to bring an extra pair of gloves.
0: So now when it's raining, what happens when uh, you are speeding and, and it splashes water all over the back tire, especially um, the back tire You've you got that?
1: you've got basically what you call a rooster tail. You've got water spraying behind you, which not only sprays people that are riding behind you, but also flips up onto your back. And with hours and hours of riding, your back is getting soaked. If you don't have a rain jacket on, then you're definitely going to get chilled. And that's not good. You could even splash enough water that winds up uh, going into your helmet, and you've got to make sure you're prepared for that. Um, there are several companies that make temporary fenders that you can put on your bike and keeps uh, certainly keeps that down, both front and rear fenders. And that helps not only you uh, when you're riding, keeping you dry, but also keeps anybody who's riding behind you dry as well. So they definitely appreciate that.
0: So how long does it take a 200-mile bike ride, more
1: or less? Uh, I'm not a fast rider. I'll try to start by 5 or 5.30 a.m. and we'll finish probably about 10.00. 9 or 10, depending on who I'm riding with, if I've got a strong puller or we're taking turns or it's a relatively flat course, you can finish 9.30 or 10 p.m. If there's a lot of hills involved uh, or you're fighting a lot of wind, you might not finish till 11 or 11.30 at night. It can be a very long day.
0: Tell me about your last ride.
1: Uh, that was with Selena. Very positive, of course. Um, we had a choice. This is called the Dead of Winter Ride. Uh, with minimal support, but certainly enough to get you through, to get your your, your number three or your number five um, 200 miler in. So we had a choice of either riding Saturday or Sunday. We heard the weather was going to be rainy for Saturday, so we said, can we switch over to Sunday? So we both did, and uh, we brought rain gear, we were ready for it just in case. We expected it to be relatively dry. And uh, our app on our phones said, the next town we ride into, sunshine. That wasn't the way it was. Wow. Uh, at some point in time, we had hail coming down on us when oh, it was no. supposed to be sunny. But you say, I'm here. This is my fifth century. If I don't do this fifth century, I don't get credit for five centuries. I've wow. got to finish. If I don't finish this, then I start over in January because it's a calendar year oh, no. setup.
0: So basically what this means is in one year you have to accomplish five centuries.
1: Three to get the first jersey. Or if you want to go ahead and knock out five, the first, then you can do that too. But it's called a triple crown because you are trying to complete three uh, 200-mile bike rides in one calendar year from January to December. Uh, The next level jersey is five in one year. So that's what I was shooting for. Uh, Selena knew that. And... She was determined to see that I make it through that last double. And she was there in spite of the rain How and everything. Nice. And very positive and uh, was just a kick to talk to.
0: That's amazing. So again, the first year to get a triple crown mm-hmm. you have to do three rides or three two hundred miles rides yes. in one year. Yes. And then if you want to get to the next level is basically the to get a jersey, the gold jersey is five 200 mile bike ride. That's correct. Right. That's right. And you accomplished that in 2019.
1: Right, this past year. Wow, congratulations. Thanks here. to great riders like Selena and also another great rider named Luis Gonzalez. I rode, I think, three out of five of them with Luis.
0: So now, uh, which one is your fastest ride of all, all of those?
1: Uh, that would have been the one that I did the staff ride in the middle of the summer, the uh, Grand Tour.
0: Tell me about it.
1: Uh, I volunteered. Uh, at the uh, Grand Tour ride over the summer and uh, Jeff Nickel also volunteered and he was going to be riding the staff ride as well. Staff ride usually has 8 to 12 to 14 riders, people that had volunteered at the previous ride and the staff ride is about two weeks later. It's supported usually by the uh, ride organizer and also his friends. Jeff is a very strong, quick rider and we found a couple of his strong, quick friends that we were riding with. And Amazing. I am trying to draft and hold on to them as best <laughs> I can. They were quick. And I'm chasing and, and, and humping it on the bike and doing my best to try to keep up.
0: Wow, congratulations. So I know you So I finished that mean. one
1: in a total <laughs> ride time of a little bit under 12 hours.
0: Wow, incredible.
1: So that was, my, was probably going to be my record.
0: What speed was that?
1: Average pace, well, let's see. I'm not sure about the math. 200 miles just divided by 12 hours. I can't tell you what the average was. Now, that's ride time, not counting the brakes. Okay. But um, it was a lot quicker than I'm used to.
0: So what do you admire about Jeff?
1: Um, He's somebody that does not seem like somebody that's done 50 bike rides. He doesn't brag about it. He doesn't talk about how hard the last ride was. He's a very humble person and uh, is also very positive and uh, will take you through what you need to get through. Very pleasant guy to be around.
0: So he is humble, he's positive, and he's a phenomenal rider. Mm-hmm. He very He has strong. the skill, mm-hmm. he has the technique. Yes. And in a quiet manner, but he's one of the fastest cyclists. Yes. Wow, definitely. I have so much respect for him. Yes. He's someone that, it doesn't matter if you are a beginner, intermediate, or advanced, he will talk to you, Mm -hmm. and he will figure out how to help you. Yes. And he will say, just stay with me, just Mm -hmm. follow me, Mm -hmm. and here you go, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: at his speed. Yes. But he knows how to slow down and how to speed up and at the right time. That's true. And also safe.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd follow Jeff anywhere.
0: Definitely.
1: There's a few riders like that out there. And as I said, the uh, double century riders are kind of an elite group, but there's no snobbery involved. They welcome everybody.
0: And you know what I noticed that is very uh, common in all these cyclists is that they are humble. Yes. You notice that the more advanced they are, the more humble they become.
1: Mm-hmm. They and don't need to brag.
0: No, and they also are more supportive. Yes. Like you mentioned John the Creek.
1: Yes, because they've been where you are now. Yes. Your first double or your second double or you're trying to get five done. Or you've got to finish before the course closes, because courses are only open for a certain amount of time. Right. And they say, Okay, we need to move a little faster here. We've got a downhill coming up, so we want to make the next sag stop before it closes. Here we go. And they'll pull you through. And you
0: just want to make sure you finish before they close the yes. the event, right? I remember when I used to do those long rides, the 100-mile bike rides, I noticed that all the photographers would be gone by the time yes. I was finishing. Mm-hmm. And they were just closing up everything. And mm-hmm. I'm just trying to say, I'm still here. Yes, I made it. <laughs> I made it, right? i
1: got to finish before they uh, yeah, put the notebook <laughs> away and say, okay, here are the ones that have finished, and here are the ones that didn't.
0: So you want now, to be in the
1: first group, not so the second.
0: Now, can you tell me, where is the value of doing 200 miles versus doing 100 miles?
1: Bragging rights is part of it for your own uh, and a sense of accomplishment. You said, I could never ride 200 miles, but here you are, you did it. And um, People can't believe you talk to the average person and say, you, you, rode, you rode 100 miles, yeah, and then after that I went and rode 200 miles, and then I rode 200 miles three times. And they look at you like you're crazy. And I guess we are a little crazy, or We wouldn't go out here and do this.
0: Especially in the rain.
1: But you have friends that dare you. You might remember in high school, friends that would dare you to do stupid things. (laughs) We're going to take this skateboard and we're going to jump over this. And you get hurt or somebody else gets hurt. Uh, Now you have friends that dare you to go and do phenomenal things. (laughs) Right. And you think, this is crazy why am I getting up at 3 in the morning to get in the car to be somewhere at 5 in the morning and torture myself with 200 miles? But you go and do it and say, I didn't think I could do it, but I did. You're Same right. thing with people that go and write, you know, run a marathon or go run a 30-mile th- a or, or run a 50-mile. You say, I don't think I can do it, but I'm going to try.
0: You're and right. you do it. And then that You hang out with the right
1: people, they take you through it. They've done it before and you've finished.
0: You're right. So hanging out with the right people is yes. important. Mm-hmm. So now how all these rights have changed who you are?
1: Uh, it's a great stress relief to get out there. Um, teaching 9 and 10-year-olds is a stressful job. But here's a good way to release some of that stress. And it, gets, it gives you something to look forward to. You say I've got three weeks, five days a week, showing up at six thirty in the morning at school until five or six at night. But I know in two weeks I'm going to hang out with my friends. In one week, this is coming up, and we're going to go and do amazing things.
0: So you also have uh, developed leadership skills cycling.
1: Yes, and and part of that, part of that is also from. I will give credit to a snail's Pace Running Club. Um, I ran with them enough to where I eventually became the newsletter editor, and when you're serving on the board and you go and do a run, you take responsibility for the new runners that have come with you. So you might be hanging around the back with people that are running a little slow, but you feel a responsibility, a sense of responsibility for them, and that kind of transfers over to when you're doing a ride with friends. Okay, we've got somebody new with us. Um, We want to make sure that they're not left behind. And that's another, I'll throw in another kudos to uh, uh, John DeCreek because he's always thinking of, okay, I've got eight riders with me. I've got six riders here. Where's riders seven and eight? I'm going to back up a bit and look for him or her and ride with them and make sure that uh, the entire flock that goes out is the flock that comes back. Or if somebody's hurting or somebody needs to turn around, one of us will turn around with them to make sure they make it back to where we started.
0: So these muscles help help you in your job dealing with the kids as they learn at a different pace. Sure. And be patient as well. Yes. And understanding. Yes. So as you can see, cycling has many benefits. One of them you learn team player skills, yes. you also learn leadership skills, and you also stretch yourself mentally and physically. Yes. How has that helped you in your uh, physical uh, situation, in well, your well-being, in your health?
1: Uh, it's, it, it certainly has made me more of a positive person because I can say, here's something that's really difficult, but I got it done. So it certainly gives you a sense of accomplishment and knowing that, okay, if I can ride 100 miles, I might be able to ride 200 miles. I have friends that have done it before, so I'm going to go ride those 200 miles. Then you find other friends and you say, hey, don't you want to go ride 100 miles? Don't you (laughs) want to go ride 200 miles? Oh, you're crazy. No, I've done it before. Let's go do it. How come I did it? Because other people said, hey, Skip, right? let's go ride 100 miles. Let's go ride 200 miles. You're crazy. No, I'll take you through it. We'll make it happen. <laughs> so then, you hang around with the right, as I said, uh, You know, not, not your friends in high school that are daring you to do stupid things. These are people in adult age that are daring you to do something that is going to make you a stronger and better person.
0: There you and go. And
1: Those are cool people to hang out with.
0: It's a blessing to have people like that in our lives. Yes. Definitely. So what's your next goal?
1: Uh, keep riding. Okay. Uh, I am I think I'm done with double centuries. Of course, you always say that, and somebody else says, oh, we're going to go do X or Y or Z. Well, okay, I'll do one more. Um, there is one ride that several riders have talked about called the Eastern Sierras that starts up in uh, Bishop, and ride. it's supposed to be a beautiful ride, and that'll pr- that's. I think that's my next double century, and probably my last, but okay, we will see what six months brings.
0: Very good. So for new cyclists that are starting, what would you recommend?
1: Find riders that are both strong and positive. Ask around. Um, Some people love riding mountain bikes. Some people love riding the road. Uh, Find people that have similar... Uh, interests and find uh, find people that are positive. If you're hanging around negative people, you're going to be negative. Find positive people to ride with, or hang out with, whether you're riding or running, or doing some other type of endurance sport. Find people that have done it before and are willing to support. And there's plenty of them out there.
0: And also the right bike. Yes. Okay. How important it is to have the right bike.
1: Uh, it's it's. It's your running shoes i have and i'll I'll go back to running again if you go to your local sport sporting goods store and you buy running shoes that are on sale they're going to hurt your feet oh, they're cheap they're thirty dollars. yes, they're going to run differently than a hundred dollar pair of running shoes or a hundred and thirty dollar pair of running shoes you're going to get value from what you purchase. The same is also true with not only how much you spend on a bicycle. But is it a bicycle that fits you? Because people have different length legs and different length torsos and arms. You need to get a bike that fits you. So you really need to find an experienced bike shop that is going to uh, fit you to the bike. Because you can make adjustments on not only the saddle height, but also your reach on uh, the handlebars, how far up they are, how far down they are. Uh, So I wouldn't recommend anybody just going and finding a bike on Craigslist. And buying it, and say, okay, I'm going to go ride a century on this bike. It might not be the right size frame, so you might want to start. Uh, a lot of bike shops will offer a fitting where you can go and say, okay, I'm going to I'm going to spend fifty or hundred dollars or more, and find out what size or what geometry of bike fits me best.
0: Especially if you have one leg longer than the other. Yes, that's so
1: important. That's true. Or and, one feet. And they can compensate bigger. that even with. Uh, the the pitch of your saddle. Um, Most people think your saddle must be completely straight. But if you've got one leg longer than the other, you might turn the horn or the front of the saddle slightly to the left or slightly to the right to compensate for the longer leg. And of course, it takes an experienced uh, fitter, bike fitter, to know that. Yes. And can solve that problem for you.
0: Yes. And so uh, that's
1: probably the best investment you can make. You don't have to buy a 4 or 5 or 7 or $10,000 bike. You can buy a bike that's more reasonably priced, but definitely spend the money on getting fitted for the bike.
0: Great. So if I'm going to start riding, it's important number 1, find the right group to ride with. Mm-hmm. Number 2, have the proper bike, and number 3, be fitted.
1: Yes. Very definitely
0: make sure that I keep that in mind. So, now at this point in your life, Skip, you have done 200 miles, you have done 1,000 miles in one year, you have been a school editor or newsletter editor, Mm -hmm. you also have been a professor. Mm -hmm. How all this cycling and all these sports have helped you develop? Your social
1: skills. Well, it gets me out and, I guess, as you said, developing social skills, hanging around with a variety of people. Um, I have my own political and religious and personal views, but I'm writing with people that might be radically different, that I might not um, go and sit in a bar or sit in a restaurant and discuss those views, but we don't care. We're out to ride. And on occasion, you will discuss, and nobody gets offended by, okay, you're conservative, I'm not, or here's my religious view. It's everybody getting together, and we're having a good time riding. And you might go ahead and discuss things that you might not talk about with others. Um, But we understand. This is your view. This is my view. But we still get along. Because we've got one common goal, and that's to survive this ride or get out there and have uh, have a good time.
0: So respect. Yes. Respect for cultural differences, Mm -hmm. personality, philosophies, Mm -hmm. political views, religions, color, race—all of that—it's secondary. Yes. The most important is we are human beings, willing to have a great time, to challenge ourselves, and to work together. Right. And in my opinion. All of these is basically applicable in the workplace. Definitely. And if we learn them in sports, in a social environment, it will be easier to implement it.
1: Sure. They translate over. The skills translate.
0: Definitely. So in the next episode, we'll find out more about how to get fitted and also we're going to continue learning about skills that are important to become from a good leader to a great leader. Skip. My takeaway today is that in life, the experiences that you have, the people that you associate with, are extremely important to develop your leadership leadership skills. Certainly. Right? That's right. So let's pay attention to what we do, who we are with, and what we take away from it. Definitely. And that we don't have to be perfect we don't have to have a group that is all perfect yes even though you have individuals that don't necessarily agree with you or that are different in the way of they think or or they act we can still be respectful and learn the best
1: from each other certainly and And, then you understand more about uh, it certainly broadens your horizons And lets you appreciate, okay, here's this person's perspective. It's different than mine, but it's certainly still valuable. Just as valuable as mine.
0: Yes, and I notice how you admire so many of your uh, members of your group. And how you respect them, and I can see that appreciation in your eyes for what they do.
1: Sometimes you uh, come across the right people at the right time, and you you find some great friends to hang out with.
0: But it takes a good set of eyes to see that, and you did, and you appreciate what they did for you. Definitely. And is that the reason why you do that for others?
1: Uh, I I try to. I certainly hope I do.
0: I see that I because people
1: are encouraged.
0: You have helped me, and I can see why you are following someone else's example as well. Thank you. It's good to hang out with you. Yes, thank you. And thanks to all those that are great leaders in sports, in teams. And thank you for allowing us the opportunity to get to know you better and to understand that we don't have to be the same to have a great team. Definitely. It actually makes it better. Sure.
1: Thank you again, Lourdes. Thank you. It's a pleasure speaking
0: with you. Thank you. We'll see so you at good. the next one. Alrighty. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and make sure you subscribe to our show. If you want to know more about Unveil the Leader, send us an email. Lourdes Ortiz Speaks at gmail.com. And join us for our next episode.